It's not It's It's not Against any religion To poison a pigeon In the park That's a whole song About poisoning pigeons Now (coughs) Excuse me I'm sorry Um well, let's let's just hello, hello first. Well, I'm not saying hello to first. Who's on first? Um, hello, welcome back, Monsketeers, to another episode of Ragnarok, and a Skeleton Crew Fight Club episode where things can get a little crazy town. Banana pants. Um, if you get that reference, you you win. Although I won't really be sure if you really get the reference or if you Googled it. Crazy Town Banana Pants. Um, I think that's what it is. It's from a Spider-Man comic. Anyway, welcome. Welcome and yes... Skeleton Crew Fight Club episodes are really just, it's just, it's just an opportunity for me to go off script, to be, excuse me, I burped a little bit, um, to be, to be a little more freeform, uh, stream of consciousness, maybe, uh, it's just chaos, really, I feel like the other episode types for Radnorock are so well structured and they have a point to them. Not this. Not this. And Fight Club, because you know, I may say a thing or two that rubs someone the wrong way, and that may be the feelings that are inspired within them. Uh pigeon enthusiasts, for example, I don't think they'd really be super psyched on our opening song and you know they might they might have some things to say about it um and i'm willing i'm willing to take that you know what i mean i'm i'm willing to face that down the uh i feel like they called it the autobahn society in the song but i don't think that's right the autobahn maybe it is is that a society of 
bird pigeon enthusiasts? I guess I could Google it, but I'm not going to. So, um, welcome <clears throat> to the new year in our prime timeline. It is now 2023, and it feels a lot like 2022 and one, and no, not so much 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the older I get or what, but, uh, New Year's, New York, New Year's specifically becomes, is feeling like it's becoming less, I don't want to say significant, but it's not as big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like our family, uh, we get Chinese food on New Year's Eve and kind of, <clears throat> chill a little bit and uh yeah my wife and our baby went to bed before midnight and <clears throat> I think I was doing dishes actually I know I was doing dishes I don't know why I said I think I was doing dishes as we crossed over into the new year and um <clears throat> Bane is was with his mom and Ryland was watching uh 3D videos on 3D printing on YouTube and that is how we celebrated New Year's Eve here in the legacy abode castle tower lair legacy lair yeah but it's a home you know what i mean and lair does not give off homey vibes. So we're going to think about that. We're going to brainstorm uh, what to call our house. But anyhow, um, yeah, something that, well, I opened the show using a, um, <clears throat> a Christmas gift that my wife gave me. And in theory, excuse me, I keep having to clear my throat as a result. I'm still waiting for my tea to uh, to hit the Goldilocks zone. So while we're, while I'm waiting on that, it's going to be a lot of throat clearing and just, yeah, just mainly that. Um, yeah, my wife got me a uh, freeze pipe for... Christmas. And the idea is you stick it in the freezer and it has this glass coil that goes through um what is it? Some sort of gel. And the gel freezes in the freezer, so when it goes through the glass coil, the smoke goes through the glass coil, it's supposed to cool down and I guess you know, be nice and chilly when it, it hits your lungs. Well, not not so much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't notice a big difference. Um, it, it's a very cool piece. It's very aesthetically pleasing. And it gets the job done, regardless of being frozen or not. So, <clears throat> that being said, use that at the top of the episode. So that was my uh, hacking and choking you heard. Uh, again, while we listened to a song about poisoning pigeons in the park in, in a barbershop quartet style. Now, is it a barbershop quartet style if it's just done by a barbershop quartet? Because if it's a barbershop quartet singing the song, you already know the style. You know what I mean? You don't. I don't know. Anyway, but I guess that kind of goes for everything, right? You don't say metal band and then be confused about what kind of music they play. So, I don't know. It's abnormally dark outside my house. And I burped a little bit again. I'm sorry. <clears throat> See, this is, I'm just going wild on this. Usually I would have stopped a number of times and done a more like a uh, formal introduction. But nah, nah, just keep it real. We're just keeping it real in 2023. Uh, yeah, so do you hear Nova snoring? 
Oh my god. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Uh, the I record in our dining room currently, and it's very you know we got the Christmas tree lit up still, and it's very moody feeling. Um, but in our dining room, we have these two very big windows. Uh, to the front of our house. And usually, we live on a pretty, a fairly busy road. And there must be some sort of like street light out or something because it's, I feel like it is abnormally dark. But that's neither here nor there. You don't care about that. You don't, you have no idea what I'm, what I'm looking at or what I'm referencing unless you've been to my house. And if you have, I, I hope you were invited. Um, barbershop quartets. I've been, I've been way, I've been really into barbershop quartets lately. And I don't, I, I gotta, I gotta, I feel like I gotta clarify. I, I, I haven't been into like any groups in particular. I haven't ventured that deep into this yet. But the style, the style of a barbershop quartet. Uh, I, it's just been making me really happy lately. So I've been listening to a lot of that and, and discovering this, this song about poisoning pigeons in the park. I mean, that was just such a fun, (laughs) unexpected find. Let's look at more into this. What more can we learn about poisoning pigeons in the park? (laughs) Um, we haven't been to a Disney park in quite some time. And I feel like I've just been jonesing, uh, listening to the Dapper Dance. <laughs> I think that might be it. Maybe not. I don't know. But either way, if you try listening to a barbershop quartet and tell me it doesn't make you happy. Poison Ning Pigeons in the park. Here we are. Oh, I didn't want to go to YouTube. I didn't want to go to YouTube. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Hate that. No. <laughs> Let's try that again. Uh poi pigeons in the park. There we go. Okay, Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. Artist, Tom Lear. Genre, pop holiday folk. I don't think this is not the version we listen to. Let's look at the lyrics, though. Spring is here. A sp- what? A spring is here. <laughs> okay, so it's spring is here. A spring is here. And that's A dash S U H dash P U H dash R I N G. That is spring is here. Life is Skittles and life is beer. I think the loveliest time of year is the spring. I do, don't you? Of course you do. Or it's just course you do, not of course. But there's one thing that makes spring complete for me and makes, <laughs> instead of going to church, this guy's going killing pigeons. All the world seems in tune on a spring afternoon when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. Every Sunday you'll see my sweetheart and me as we poison the pigeons in the park. <laughs> when they see us coming, the birds all try and the birdies all try and hide, but they still go for peanuts when coated with cyanide. <laughs> That's when I chuckled the first time in this while listening to that song. Cause they literally have the sound of dumping peanuts on the floor. I couldn't. I didn't. Fig- I couldn't figure out what it was at first, and I was like, "Oh, that's fun." It just sounded really bizarre to me. Anyhow, the, <laughs> the sun's shining bright. Everything's everything seems all right when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. 
we've gained notoriety and caused much anxiety in the Audubon Society. Let's look at, let's see what this Audubon Society is. Because I feel like if, I feel like it has something to do with cars, not birds. Audubon Society. Oh no, it is birds. Don't allow. The National Audubon Society is an American nonprofit environmental organization dedicated to con- the <laughs> dedicated to conservation of birds and their habitats. <clears throat> Located in the United States and incorporated in 1905. All right, well, the Audubon Society is about protecting birds. All right, anyway. Cosmic anxiety in the Audubon Society with our games, they call it impiety and lack of propriety and quite a variety of unpleasant names, but it's not against any religion to want to dispose of a pigeon. I'm going to take his word for that. I, I don't really know. <laughs> Are there any theologists that listen to this podcast? Do you know off the top of your head if there's any religion that is against killing a pigeon or wanting to dispose of a pigeon? <laughs> so if Sunday you're free, why don't you come with me and we'll poison the pigeons in the park? And maybe we'll do in a squirrel or two while we're poisoning pigeons in the park. We'll murder them all amid laughter and merriment, except for the few we take home to experiment. (laughs) I'm just, I'm I'm imagining a Frankenstein pigeon. It's making me really, really happy. See, Barbershop. (laughs) Barbershop makes everything better. Uh, My pulse will be quickening with each drop of strychnine we feed to a pigeon, and then in parentheses, it just takes a smidgen to poison a pigeon in the park. (laughs) This is, I love this so much. When did this song come out? Where 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 is a history? Um, what is Tom Lear doing now? In two thousand one, Lear taught his last mathematics class on the topic of infinity and retired from academia. What? He has remained in the area, and in two thousand three, he still quote-unquote, hangs out around the University of California, Santa Cruz. What? What? That can't be the Wikipedia. This can't be the same guy. Oh, my God, it is the same guy. (laughs) Tom Lear. Did everyone know who Tom Lear was? Thomas Andrew Lear. Born April 9th, 1928, currently 94. Tom's alive. (laughs) Genre, novelty, satire, comedy, science. (laughs) Occupations. Singer, songwriter, satirist, mathematician. Instruments, vocals, piano. Years active, 1945, 1971, 1980, 1998. Am I... Am I new to the game here? Does everybody know about this guy? We did not listen to his version of the song, should we? Should we close on that? I don't know, man. This is crazy. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, song, American songwriter, satirist, mathematician, having lectured on mathematics and musical theater. He's best known for the pithy and humorous songs that he recorded in the 1950s and 60s. His songs often parodied 
uh, popular musical forms, though he usually created original melodies when doing so. Fascinating. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Lear's early musical work typically dealt with non-topical subject matter and was noted for its black humor in songs such as Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. Now, let's go to that. Let's go look, look more into this. Um, the lyrics refer to killing pigeons with cyanide-coated peanuts and strychnine-treated corn. The latter method was used by the United States Fish and Wildlife Service to control pigeon populations in Boston public areas during the 1950s. The pianist hired for the studio-recorded album, more of Tom Lear, fell off his bench when he heard the title. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that tickles me so, so very much. Okay, we're going to go out the end of this podcast. We're going to go out on Tom Lear's version of that same song. And to think, if I wasn't into barbershop, never would have come across this. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. 20, 23. Uh, do you guys do New Year's resolutions? I never have. Maybe I, maybe I always thought thought about it, but never really like actually did anything about it. Uh this time around, though, this time around, I don't know if I necessarily want to call it like New Year's resolutions or anything like that. I think more it's just like getting to stuff I had intended to get to anyway. At the end of the year, I just kind of I just got really into the uh, I don't know. I just got super motivated to to just dive into some things I wanted to do. I had no excuse to not be doing them yet. Uh, for instance, one, I have officially begun my training for MMA stuff. I'm not going to fight. I'm not delusional. I'm going to be 37 on, in a couple of days. And tomorrow, tomorrow, what do I mean a couple days? Tomorrow, in mere, in 10 minutes, I'm technically... Uh, 37. Um, well, not really. I was born at three o'clock on the West coast. So that would be five o'clock here. So I'm not 37 just yet. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not delusional. I'm not, I'm not training to, to fight, but, uh, I am doing it because I am 37 or just about to be. And my body has already started to try and rebel against me. Uh, it, it doesn't like doing a lot of the things I want it to do. Or I have consistently and <clears throat> normally expected it to do. So I get much more, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I fear deterioration. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I got my kids in jujitsu, both, uh, well, Rylan and Bane. Bane, Bane has been in jujitsu for a few months, um, for a while. I don't know. How many months? Let's see. In July, August, September, October, November, December. Yeah, like six months. Um, and, through that whole six months, I've been like, maybe I should do this too. Because while Bane's, Bane is in class, they have uh, adult classes going on simultaneously. And sometimes, you know, <clears throat> if Bane's sparring or like rolling with somebody, I'll, um, I'm hyper-focused. But if it's, uh, you know, they're just kind of like doing basic drills uh, I'll look over and I'll watch I'll watch the uh, 
the adult classes and man, savages. Uh, where where was I going with that? Yeah, and I don't know. You know me. I love MMA. I like I love UFC and all that kind of nonsense. So uh, I just bit the bullet, and here we go. I'm officially a white belt. <clears throat> Mostly right now. <clears throat> right now. Sorry, what am I not drinking my tea for? That's why it's here to remedy that problem. Here we go. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Goldilocks zone. Perfect. Per perfect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway. Um so as as I was saying, yeah, right now I'm focusing on uh just kind of like conditioning, like getting my myself back into a shape where I'm even just strong enough to start doing this and then jujitsu and uh boxing are my two you know i may i don't know there's jujitsu for sure is a definite focus of mine i i definitely want to uh focus on that martial art and progress as far as i can hopefully hopefully uh a black belt before I'm 50 would be pretty sweet. And it's a pretty, I think that's a pretty righteous, uh, long-term goal. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of still studying my options for the other, for the rest. Cause they have, uh, they have an MMA, fundamentals class or basics class or something like that. And it's just like, I don't know. I wonder, I'm wondering if I should hone some skills separately, like do jujitsu and boxing strictly. And then after I've done that for a little while, introduce myself into like the actual MMA class. I don't know. This is probably all very boring to people, but I'm probably going to end up talking about this a lot because I'm really excited about it. Aside from the Christmas present from my wife that I was using earlier, she also got me um, a bunch of uh, jujitsu apparel. You know, I got a pretty sweet rash guard. I have a Disney-themed rash guard. It's Snow White Belt. And the seven subs, she's strangled all the seven dwarfs. And on the back, it has, I'm not really sure who it is. It, it might be, um, who, who might it be? It might be Bashful, actually. No, it might not be Bashful. I don't know. It's, it's some nondescript dwarf uh, choking Dopey. Which is pretty cool. Oh, it might be grumpy. I don't know. Anyway, it's pretty cool. It fits it fits my personality very well. And she's the best for getting that for me. Uh and then recently uh I ordered myself, Bane, and Rylan uh new geese. Cause Bane has outgrown his original gee that he started training with. So he needed a new one. And I was like, you know what? I might as well just go ahead and get, get all three of us. The like matching, uh, matching style. Bane got a blue one. Rylan and I both got black. Rylan wanted red, but they didn't have any. So he settled for black. I kind of wanted gray. And you know, my wife told me, she's like, no black, definitely get black. It's very, it's very you. And I don't disagree. I don't disagree by any stretch of the imagination, but the gray one looked really cool. So I don't know. I don't know. Because it was like gray with black trim, and I have a black one with red trim now. Super Sith, super dark side. Totally into that. But uh, I am, I, I, I'm still thinking about the gray one. So I don't know. It might be. It might, be more than just a crush, you know what I mean? I may have to get a gray one at some point in my life. 
But anyhow, yeah, so officially a white belt. And um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I haven't done, uh, I haven't gone to a formal jujitsu class just yet. I, before doing that, I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to get, do some like conditioning to prepare myself for that because, man, I haven't done like anything for a very long time. And I, I feel as though uh, I can feel that. So, as a warm up before diving head first, uh, Bane's jiu jitsu coach, uh, I'm doing, I've done one so far but I do need to text him and schedule the next one. But I, I've started doing uh, one-on-one training with him where at the beginning of my time with him, he would call it like a fitness gauntlet. I don't know. That's way more intense sounding than it is. But it's like 500 meters on a rower, 40, uh, what do you call them, phantom air squats I don't know why I said phantom I just think it sounded cool but air squats maybe that's what he called them I don't know Uh, and then 30 sit-ups 20 push-ups and then 10 pull-ups and it's all timed so he yeah we did that and he said that average time to complete that for most people is like 8 to 10 minutes and I came in just under eight minutes. I think it was like seven minutes and 52 seconds or something like that. 56 seconds. I don't know. Something like that. So I was just barely, barely above, above the average. I mean, if you round it, I I think I, I technically could be considered just average, but you know what? No, not technically. Technically, technically I was slightly above average. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold that with pride. Uh, so we did that. He sent me through that. And then for the latter portion of uh, our session together, he he started, like, introducing me to, you know, some jujitsu uh, fundamentals. You know what I mean? Just kind of, like, got me rolling a little bit. Got me, like, you know, on my back and in guard and trying to pass his guard, trying to keep him from passing my guard, kind of stuff like just intro level stuff. So when when I'm actually like in the class, um, I'll have some sort of semblance of what I'm doing because what, I, what intrigues me about jujitsu uh, quite a bit is like the mental fortitude you need. Not only physical, you know what I mean? You got to be mentally strong to uh to fight through opponents and it's i don't know i find that to be fascinating i think that's really cool so i'm excited i'm excited and it's cool because it's uh something that i'm getting to do with the kids uh hopefully all my boys will be uh will be training at that same gym Maverick, let's see, Maverick will be two next month. So in one of the classes or a couple of the classes, there have been in Bane's classes, like it's, it's, you know, super youth classes. Uh, there have been three-year-olds a time or two. So this is like super optimistically thinking, but there's a possibility that Mavi could be in there like in the next year and a half or so. Uh, I don't know (laughs) for, for how much of an animal he is currently. I'm not so sure, but you know, if he, if he pulls it together and can at least pretend to act like a person, uh, he might be able to get started. But regardless at when, when, when he hits the appropriate age, uh, he'll definitely start training there as well. And then our newest, little bouncing baby boy who is due in February. Uh, 
technical due date is like three days before Maverick's birthday, but we are getting to decide, we're getting to pick an induction date, and I already know my wife is going to pick February 18th because she told me she was already going to pick February 18th because it makes birthdays in our family very easy. My wife's birthday is the 18th of October. Bane is the 18th of April. Rylan is the 28th of April. Maverick is the 28th of February. And then our new little baby boy will presumably be the 18th of February as well. Uh, I don't know why I said as well, but that may be... That's his possible birthday. This is his tentative birthday. Um, yeah, so it's, it's 28s or 18s in our family, except for me. I'm the third. I'm the odd man out. Even my sister, my sister's birthday is April or <laughs> not April. <laughs> my niece's birthday is April 16th, but my sister's birthday is really in line uh, with the 18th birthday. Man, so many 18s. Anyway. That's not interesting to anybody, maybe, but it doesn't matter. It's my podcast. Um, where was I going with all that? Yeah, so, I don't know. It's cool. Oh, yeah, it's cool to be able to do it with the kids, and it's really cool that Bane and Rylan and I are all white belts simultaneously. So, we're all doing this together, because I think it's really important that since martial arts is something that takes quite a bit of like mental and emotional fortitude and discipline to commit and work your way through the ranks. Uh, I find it to be only logical to be putting myself through something I'm asking my kids to go through. You know what I mean? Like Bane didn't ask to be to go into jujitsu per se. Um, he just hit an age where he needed he needed a hobby. He needed, you know, because I started playing soccer when I was his age, probably even younger, honestly. Uh, and then I did like baseball and then I did sports at school at Sacred Heart and that was about it. I didn't, I didn't really continue into high school or anything. Uh, but I did do some martial arts when I was, when did I start doing that? I had to have started doing karate when I was nine because my mom, my mom was originally had enrolled me at Setting Sun's Martial Arts in Ocean Beach, San Diego, California. Still there. Uh, but I don't, they don't train, they don't teach the same style that I took there. I took Kung Nu. Let's look that up. Kung Nu, it, that was actually a mixed martial art before even knowing what mixed martial arts was. So let's see, how do you spell it? Uh, I'm just going to spell it that way. No, there it is. C O whoop, no, 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 no. C U O N G N H U Kong Nu Martial Arts. All right, let's look at the home. So this is what I started training in my youth. And I made it to blue belt. Uh, let's see. Kung Nu draws techniques and principles from several Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, and other arts. It has its roots in Shotokan Karate and blends aspects of Aikido, Judo, Wing Chun, Tai Chi, Vovinam, V-O-V-I-N-A-M, and boxing alongside or along with training in traditional martial art martial arts weapons. 
It is this blending of hard and soft styles from which Kung Nu, pronounced Kung Nu, derives its name, which in Vietnamese for hard, Kung, and soft, Nu. <clears throat> so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I did as a kid. So it is a mixed martial art. But it's not really, I don't think it falls under like the MMA flag. Let's see. Resources store, find a dojo about belt ranks. All right. Yeah. So white belt, one green. Oh, okay. This one is a little different. So this one. You go from white belt to green. But when I was doing it, uh, we went white, yellow, purple, blue, green. So I made it to blue and like a couple green stripes or something like that. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyway. Um, yeah. So I don't understand necessarily why I dove headfirst into that, but it's pretty interesting. Um, do they still teach it at the same place? Let's find out. There's two dojos in San Diego. One is in the gas lamp quarter, and the other is in Liberty Station. So which one is this one? Wind and Sea Dojo. Oh. And then this one is Blue Heron Dojo. Huh. Neat. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't really know what the belt system is for where we we're training, but Bane is super psyched on bragging about how he's going to get his stripe before me. <laughs> being, being super helpful he's just like because I, I told him I was like hey so I'm going to start doing jujitsu I'm going to start doing jujitsu you know at the same gym so we can train at the same time and blah 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 and he's like oh, that's so cool I'll show you all the moves I've been doing it a lot longer than you have so I will help you and it's like oh they're the best and he's not wrong though <laughs> he has been doing it longer than me so technically, he is the more seasoned of the two of us. Uh, and then Rylan and I kind of started the same day. We we signed up. We enrolled the same day. Uh, but he has taken a formal class already, and I haven't. I've still just done the one-on-one -on -one training with Bane's coach. Uh, so I don't know. He, he may also technically be ahead of me. But I think it's really cool that we're going to be able to go through all these, like the belt progression and just kind of learning and, you know, doing doing it all together from a similar starting point. Well, Rylan and I are from like the same starting point, essentially. Uh, but Ban, it's been less than a year. I think I think we can consider ourselves on par with Bainey. Bainey does real good. Bane does super good. Like he's really he's really gifted at this when he is uh, rolling with kids his his age and his size. Once once the kid is bigger uh, or older, he he has a little tougher of a time and then gets like really pissed about it. So there there's some uh, <laughs> room for growth for Bane. Anyway, tell me about your resolutions. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. ah, it's past the Goldilocks zone now. Uh, so I guess that could be considered a resolution, though uh, technically started before the new year. So I don't know. Uh, and then my other one that I haven't really been doing very well keeping up with 
already is uh, I'm trying to brush up on my Portuguese. I want to be able to understand it and speak it much better than I do now. Um, and something else that I want to uh, instill in my kids is is being able to to speak their ancestral language, you know what I mean? Their ancestral tongue. It's something it's it's something I don't want to be lost, you know, with my kids. Because my dad was born in Portugal, so clearly Portuguese was his first language. Uh and then my grandmother on my mom's side was born there. I think my grandfather was technically born in the US, but shortly after his parents moved here from Portugal and then yeah so Portuguese was definitely my grandmother's first language as well and I don't know if my grandfather just learned English and Portuguese simultaneously so I don't know and unfortunately he's not no longer here to allow me to ask him that question but I don't know. I don't know. Either way, uh, Portuguese is is a very uh, strongly embedded piece of who I am, given that I was raised by my grandmother who, you know, uh, uh, is it migrated? <laughs> I don't know. She's an immigrant. She migrated here from somewhere. Um, but migrating just makes me think of like birds and whales, <laughs> animals doing their migration. But anyway, she, she came here, she moved here from Portugal and, uh, yeah. So after my mother passed, she raised my sister and I the best to, uh, to the best of her ability. And so, so yeah, man, it was just, I grew up very Portuguese, you know? I was born in America, but I was raised Portuguese. You know what I mean? Uh, was super defiant on learning the language from her. She spoke it all the time. She would yell at me in Portuguese most of the time. But, you know, being being a dumb kid, which so many of us are, I was too arrogant and naive to understand the benefit and value of being able to learn a second language while my mind was more easily uh, pliable. Right? That makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I don't... And because of that poor choice of mine for my youth, I don't want that to uh, stand in the way of my kids being able to have connection a a comfortable connection to to their their Portuguese heritage you know what i mean had i not moved away from san diego and stayed living in like the point loma ob area of san diego like they they'd be surrounded by other portuguese people mostly relatives of theirs. Uh, and yeah, that wouldn't be an issue, but we live in Nashville and I'm convinced, I'm convinced that Bain Maverick and myself are the only Portuguese people in Nashville. <laughs> there's, there's three of us. Well, there's two of us because I'm a pure blood and they're a couple of half breeds. So you put them together, they make one full Portuguese because they're both half. <laughs> <laughs> so by that math there's only two portuguese people in nashville <laughs> with with one more on the way so two and a half people portuguese people in nashville uh so i feel it's my responsibility to not not let this get away from them because it so easily can you know what i mean we're not surrounded by the Portuguese community of San Diego, I'm, which uh, there are times that I'm I'm pretty bummed out about that. But the idea of living in California right now 
is seems nightmarish. I'm getting this message on the recorder again where it says write error. And I don't know what that means because it said that last episode as well, but it didn't really seem like there was any error. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what to do with that because I can still see the numbers taken away. So it's still recording. I just, I don't know. I'm just going to keep rolling with it. And hopefully like last time it'll be not a big deal at all. Oh, there it goes. It just disappeared. So was it just like that, those 30 seconds where I disappear or something like that? Did I just disappear in the episode? Oh, it's doing it again. Right error. I'll have to look up what that means. But maybe I just got to use a new card. Memory card. I don't know. Um, yeah. First episode. I don't know. I recorded the retrospective for Mickey's Christmas Carol the other day, but I don't know. This episode, I just, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like I'm getting back into the groove. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been fairly exhausted lately. It's the holidays, man. You know, we had Christmas and New Year's and tomorrow's my birthday. We've been doing a bunch of stuff, hanging out with family. Just, there was just not a lot of time to, uh, to stick to content creation, but the holidays are behind us and I have a small window of time where I'm not going to have a newborn. So I'm probably going to try to record and bank as many episodes as I can to fill the amount of space to where, uh, you know, I'm adjusting to yet another child. Yet another flipping kid. Uh, another boy, too. Man, it's just... <laughs> when we when we were at the gym, we were uh, at the boys' jujitsu class. That was the first time Marissa had come, like, checked it out. And she was like, the amount of testosterone in that place is, like... It's... It's palpable. You can feel it. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, right. It's awesome. She's like, it's, it's cool. And it was a very, very uh, intense reality check that I am a boy mom. Like, I have all boys. <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, you are. So she's good at it, though. She's a great boy mom, um, especially especially to... Well, I mean, they're all freaks, but Maverick and Bane are unique. They're unique savages. They got that Portuguese chaos within them. Um, but Rylan's full of his own brand of chaos too. So it's just, it's just, it's just always insanity around here. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm stepping into the new year with what's what my focus for this year and beyond really is going to be but this year i had i'm yeah i'm introducing mma into my life this year and we'll see we'll see if by 2033 let's say will i have a black belt cuz that's 10 years i think that's roughly you know, a fairly good measurement or a fairly reasonable amount of time to uh, to give oneself to reach that goal. So a black belt before 50, I'll be 47. Oh, my God. <laughs> 10 years and I'll be 47. That was weird. I don't even feel 37. I haven't, I haven't felt a year older, like I guess psychologically or emotionally since I don't know since probably 30 maybe but maybe not maybe even before then so I don't know I don't know at what birthday it just I, I, I stopped feeling different from year to year I say that but this recently I, I have felt more achy than normal 
And I don't know if that's due to the wretched office chair that I sit in all day, every day at my computer, or if it's picking up Maverick in ways that I shouldn't be because he's definitely a heavyweight for his age. He wears at one at just under two years old. Bane, or no, not Bane. Maverick is wearing clothes that Bane was wearing when he was four. So <laughs> to give you a little perspective on the the uh the monster we're working with. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. We have this baby gate that we kind of, we corral him in during the day. Like we both work from home, my wife and I. So, uh, we have the luxury of not having to worry about taking Maverick to daycare or like to his grandparents' house or anything like that. We get to stay home with him all day, but working from home, we also aren't able to just sit with him all day, every day. So in his room, he and Bane share a room and half the room we have baby gated off. And that's where Maverick hangs during the day. You know, he'll watch, you know, Disney movies or bluey or whatever, what have you. We'll have that on the TV, just kind of in the background for him. And I say in the background, but he definitely does like zone out and do it every now and then. But it's just like there he, kind of stomps around, plays with his toys and whatnot. And I'll go in there every so often and spend a bit of time with him and then get back to work. So he's not feeling just like completely abandoned all day. And my wife does the same. So in, in, in this baby gated area of the room, we call it his cage. (laughs) And, And it was a fun joke. <clears throat> up until up until it became very very real and it became very real when he started escaping first <clears throat> he he was going like pulling the gate and going around it and that was kind of expected like of course he's going to figure that out like all babies eventually figure out they can go around the gate if it's not co- connected into like a whatever hexagonal shape or however many sides it has Um, but we were able to finagle it and put the ends of the gates like behind his crib and behind his dresser. So like, you know, he can't, there's no way to get around it anymore. Um, long story short, he started getting in the drawers of his dresser. So we had to turn his dresser around, like getting in, like climbing into the drawers and just hanging out in the drawers, like emptying whatever was in there putting himself in the drawer drawer, and just sitting there. And it wasn't a big deal when he was doing like the first one, closest one to the bottom, but there's like three drawers high. He started getting into the top one somehow and just sitting in it. And it's like, I'm not, of course we were worried about him standing up and falling forward and cracking his head open. But I was also worried about like the, the bottom of the drawer just like coming out and him falling through it that way. Cause he's, he's a hefty boy. He's a heavyweight. Uh, so anyhow, long story short, we get to a point in our lives now where we have had to bungee cord, uh, one end of the gate to a handle. One of the dre- the, the dresser drawer handles, so he can't pry it open and go around it. And we've also had to weight the s- sections of the gate. We've had to bungee cord 25-pound weights so he can't push over, push it over or lift it up and go under the gate, which is something else he figured out how to do. So it's most definitely become a cage for him because... All those times when I'm working at my computer and I think he's just being a good boy playing with his toys. No, he he was like a raptor from Jurassic Park and he was testing the fence for weaknesses. He's terrifying. 
And there's 25 pound weights I mentioned that we use to like hold the gate, hold the cage down. He, while we were getting it set up, he he picked it up much, much more than any one year old should be able to, and started like sliding it around the floor. Like he didn't like pick it up and curl it. That's crazy. But he picked it up off the floor enough to be moving it around. And a part of me is really, I think subconsciously I'm getting, I'm wanting to train MMA to protect myself from my children. That's, that's, I think that's the actual truth behind it. Because the older they get, the closer they get to being able to beat me up. And I'm going to need to be able to hold my own against them. And especially if they're training, like... The only way I hold a chance is if I'm, if it's like black belt versus black belt, you know what I mean? I'll have age on them, but I'll also have wisdom, wisdom on them. So anyway, well, hopefully you like this episode. I know it was a little slow going. It was a fight club episode. It is what it is. I just, I, after, after taking however many weeks off, and going through the holidays and like hitting hitting where we are now at the beginning of the year. I'm like it's just 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 getting back into the swing of it. You know what I mean? So uh keep a lookout, subscribe, and don't miss the upcoming watch alongs. Uh next on deck is Sleeping Beauty. And I have decided that. I, I would like to do that one with my wife. I think that'd be actually pretty fun. Um, and more retrospectives, more vlog and terries, more commentaries. Just go to leallegacy.com. Leal, L-E-A-L, legacy.com. And there's a whole bunch of fun and exciting content. All for you. Done all just, just for you. Uh, follow us on sh- the social medias. It's just Leal Legacy everywhere. At Leal Legacy, all over the place. The YouTube, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, all of it. All of it. Excellent branding. Uh, and speaking of branding, if you want to support what we're trying to do over here, uh, visit our store, our Skeleton Crew store, and become a member of our Skeleton Crew. I don't know. I got nothing else fun and creative to say. So with that, here's Tom Lear with Killing Pigeons in the Park. (laughs) Killing more pigeons in the park. Let's turn this back on. There we go. Okay. Play. Why are you not playing? Oh, no. Oh, no. Technical difficulties or a a seamless transition. It's okay. We'll survive. Oh, this is much different. Thank you.
Oh, strychnine. Huh. I always thought it was strychnine. It's strychnine. At least that's the way he says it. But he's he's also a very knowledgeable guy, so. Anyway.